Chapter 3. The beginning of the journey to the edge. In moments of chaos, there's always opportunity. As I said back in Chapter 1, during the down market, I started to attend seminars, read books, and study other successful people. Because I had lost millions of dollars, I couldn't afford expensive events, so I would take entry-level programs. One day, I got a call from a training company offering free sales training for my staff. I jumped into the opportunity because I couldn't afford to pay for it. A representative from the company came by to the training and she talked about peak performance. She did an amazing job and sold us on coming to see her boss at the weekend seminar. She worked for Tony Robbins. I have never heard of him before, but I liked the way she trained, so I took the offer and attended the event. That's when I heard Tony say, when the economy is good, people always want out of money for their possessions. But when the market crashes, people are willing to give it away for free. That was enough for me to trigger the idea to get involved with the distressed assets. I signed up for the rest of his courses, but I didn't attend any of them last year because business picked up and I was on fire. I saw him more as a motivational speaker at the time and I didn't need any more motivation. I brought my business back from the brink. I kept an honest dialogue with my wife, so we always had a great relationship. But my health was another story. I was in so much pain that I had to numb myself with tequila every single night. Every doctor I went to told me there was nothing wrong with me, but I sure didn't feel it that way. I was determined to figure out why I had so much pain. A friend invited me to a fundraiser at a billionaire's house in Texas. His name was John Paul DeGioia, the founder of Paul Mitchell Hair Products and Patron Tequila. I accepted the invitation knowing that if nothing else, I'll have a chance to thank the man of making that very brand of tequila that I was drinking every single night to sedate my pain. When we went to the house, DeGioia gave us a tour of his state. I was surprised at how down to earth he was. We took a couple of shots of tequila and he told me how one time he was homeless. The one thing he had going for him is that he was a great salesman. He was selling hair products from the trunk of his car. He has a documentary out, which I recommend that you watch it because it's an amazing story. After a couple of drinks, I worked up the courage to share with the Jorio what I was going through. I started with a joke, telling him that his product was one of the only things that could ease my pain every night and that I must be one of his best customers because I drank a bottle of tequila every night. He laughed and told me that my problem might not be physical, but spiritual. When a billionaire gives me advice, I don't take it lightly. The next month, I was on my way to India to a meditation retreat that was supposed to be the best in the world. The head monk would train world leaders, celebrities, and influential people. As you can see, I don't do things half-assed. If I want to do something, I'm going to go all in. But keep in mind, I'd never meditated even once before in my life. I was raised Christian, and meditation wasn't even popular for us. When my wife and I arrived at the hotel in New Delhi, we were surprised that they had so much security at the hotel. In the front entrance, they had a guard searching for bombs underneath the cars. I metal detectors at the entrance scanning the bags. We checked in and the bellman took us to our room. When we got out of our floor, the elevators opened the doors and there were two armed guards. Although security was a little over the top, but right in front of our room, we saw two more armed guards. My wife started to panic. She thought the guards were protecting a prisoner or something because that's the only way all the security would make sense. At that time, everybody was afraid of the terrorist attacks. I went out to the front desk and I told them to please switch our rooms because we didn't want to be in the middle of any action if something did go down. That's when we found out it wasn't a prisoner. It was a Dalai Lama who was en route to the United States. I said this before, I don't believe in coincidence. I knew if anyone could help me, it would be him. After all, the Dalai Lama exudes spirituality. If John Paul DeGioia was right, then he could help me discover the solution for my pain. I asked if I could have a word with him. The lady almost laughed in my face. She said he doesn't take any random meetings. What she didn't know is that I don't take no for an answer. I'm one committed motherfucker when I want something. I knew I was supposed to meet him. I tried multiple ways to get a meeting, but everything failed. He was right there. His room was in front of mine. Why would life put him so close if we were not meant to meet? Then I had an idea. All I needed to know was the time of his departure 
so I could casually bump into him. I waited until the next guard shift to happen, and I started a conversation with a new guard. Using some Jetta mind tricks, I got him to tell me the time of departure. All I had to do was intercept the target. So at 12.30 that night, I saw a group of monks enter his room. I was able to look through the people at my door, and at 12.45, the door opened, and there he was. The Dalai Lama came out. I opened my door, and we met casually. But security was all over me. He saw me. He reached out his hand. I don't even remember exactly what he said, but he agreed to have a 15-minute conversation with me. I shared my situation with him, and he listened. I've never experienced somebody with so much presence. I felt peace and love just by being around him. He said one thing that changed everything. What if the pain is feedback? What if pain is a gift, and the bigger the pain, the bigger the gift? All I had to do was discover the gift behind the pain. Before I could do that, I had to be willing to embrace the pain instead of sedating the pain. It didn't quite make sense at that moment, but this brief encounter would later become the foundation for finding the edge and will forever change my life.